It's Wednesday, February 24th, 2021, and you're listening to episode 564 of Fear the Boot, a show about tabletop role-playing games and a little bit more. Running time for this episode is one hour. Welcome to Fear the Boot. My name is Dan. This is Wayne. My name is Chad. And I'm Laura. Laura. No, dear sweet Jesus. <laughs> you keep putting that unnecessary A in your name. I know, right? That's like just how the British screw up all their words with too many <laughs> U's. Apparently, you just want to screw up your name with too many A's. It already has one A at the end. I know. Stop don't... being selfish. A is a very common letter. We only have so many of them. You know, don't you, you both have, you, all three of you have an A in your name. But just one. <laughs> just one. But I don't do this to you. No, you don't. Because <laughs> I don't like having my name poked at, so I don't do it to you. Yeah, why don't you make fun of Wayne's name for once? Because I promised him I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. And I w- can't even say why. Right. Because to even say <laughs> why without the reason mm-hmm. why I promised him I wouldn't make fun of his name. And it's very rare I promise not to make fun of anything. Mm-hmm. My wife yelled at him. Mm-hmm. You're often yelling at me. She messaged you about it. No, she didn't. Okay. It was a Facebook one. I remember you, you said, mentioned it afterwards. If I either, it must have been it was profoundly unimpressive. Yeah. Oh yeah, this was years ago. Because <laughs> I hold a grudge a long time. So this, <laughs> this must oh, have been profoundly true. unimpressive. Yeah, but don't you hate it when you think you've outgrown something and that aspect of being poked fun of just suddenly comes back out of nowhere? Well, yeah, okay, but that's because we're children. You are children, so children, let's move on. Thank yes. you. <laughs> I have an awesome name. Nobody makes fun of my name because it's really <laughs> Nobody a cool name. makes fun of the name Chad. I mean, not because yeah. of me or anything. It's well, especially it's just an a, awesome name. Yeah, I know. It's come to represent the yes. top crust yeah. of society now. Yeah, that I I <laughs> when Chad became a meme on the internet yeah. for about a month, I was very confused. Because I bet, yeah. because they're talking about, oh, Chad's this and Chad's that. I'm like, what? No, I'm not. sorry. They're not talking about hanging me anymore. <laughs> well, and then they're talking about like, yeah, you know, Chad's are so tall. Yeah, yeah. And you know, Chad's are very confident. Yes. Suddenly, cabalarianism works. Right. And it's just like, oh, they have big chins, and you know, they have this. And I'm like, is this like a checklist? What? Why is everyone talking about me? It's enough of a joke that one of the characters in the campaign I run for my work group mm-hmm. is literally named Chad, and he nice. is the chattiest Chad to ever. <laughs> I say Chad. the past two well, years, yeah. <laughs> in the past like one to two years, mm-hmm. do you realize how many first names have been turned into slang? Chad, Stacy, Karen, Becky, Karen, Karen. Mm-hmm. yeah. Tyrone, mm-hmm. and I'm not. I realize these are not all positive all right, ones. I'm yeah. just. Uh, we're just reporting. I the am facts. just <laughs> noting that this occurred. They're that, almost never positive. No, they well, if a name is beamed, it's not a positive it's, thing. It's not a good thing. You don't yeah. want to be a meme. And so, yeah, I, it's just I found it weird that it happens so fast that it's the language of my generation. We <laughs> just meme shit constantly. It's fine. I'm not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's your generation. I think it's the Zoomers. It might be the Zoomers. We can blame the Zoomers. Yeah, let's I'm let's okay do that. that. I mean, I don't know. I have no dog in this fight, <laughs> to be honest, because my name's not one of the ones that's been maimed. Yes. The important thing, Dan, is she called us children, and we can't be children because we're published authors. That's correct. <laughs> Thank you, Wayne. That was that's, such a smooth transition. <laughs> that's not at I all. I didn't need my parental correct. consent <laughs> to divulge my information or to receive payment. You can still act like a child, though. <laughs> yes, I can. <laughs> and so did 
Well, okay, so let's explain what we're talking about, and then I'll tell you the stupid story to go with it. So the thing we're talking about is the book Worth a Thousand Words that was released by Jason Brick as the primary, I don't know what you'd call himself, anthologist, editor? I'm not sure. anthologist is a word. No, anthologist is a word. I'm just not sure what he calls himself in this. But it was put together by him, edited by some woman whose name I can't recall. (laughs) Sure, remember his name, but not the woman who edited it. His name is Brick. Yeah. Jason Brick. What a great name. It would only be better if it was Chad Brick. (laughs) (laughs) Or Chad Power. Right, Chad Power Brick. No, no. Chad Chest Flex Brick. God, what a manly name. I know. It's a name that has a dick. It does. <laughs> it was like, do you remember the one and only political candidate that Fear the Boot ever endorsed? No. Colonel Jack Jackson. <laughs> don't you remember this back when I was living in St. Peter's? I don't remember anything. Dan. There was <laughs> there was a Life guy. Is a new experience every day. We, I literally just say do not know what the guy stood for. Right. I don't know what he was running for. I don't know even if he won. Okay. Mm-hmm. All I know was when I was living in St. Peter's, Missouri, which is where I was at when the show started, there was a guy running for office that became a meme within the show. And his name is Colonel Jack Jackson. Hmm. And the primary campaign picture of him was him in a fighter plane, <laughs> like a real one. See, yeah. that's mm-hmm. he was a fighter pilot. Mm-hmm. And it's like, goodness gracious, this may be the single most manly man. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he's no Chad Chessflex brick, but... Okay, but let's get back to the book. Right. So (laughs) let's let's focus. Okay. So the thing about the editor, it's not that she doesn't matter. She did a great job. It's that I've never met her. I don't know her. I've known Jason like face to face. He comes to fear the cons and such. Mm -hmm. I've known the man for years. Yeah, and he yeah. matters. But, <laughs> wow. <clears throat> this is a great setup for your thing. It is. I mean, it is. You could argue that's why it's necessary. That's true. I have to do this. We, we have fine. to do this. Yeah, this actually will tie in. Hang something. in with us, faithful audience. There is a point. To yeah. All. all right. So let's, yeah. let's. I can't even counterpoint because I have no idea what her name is either because she's never messaged me on Facebook and he has. But the point being that Wayne's in it, I'm in it. Brodor's in it. Several listeners to the podcast are in it. Very proud of how it came together. And speaking of being children in an act of passive aggressiveness, my girlfriend re-edited part of it before she finished sending the submission. Because <laughs> I wrote the submission just to ask her, hey, can you just check it real quick for anything weird? And I didn't find out until after the fact that she nitpicked some of my word choices. and So you're with someone you belong with. Correct. Is what I, hear. Right. I found some yeah. of my maturity level. Yeah. <laughs> she was just making it better. It's you, fine. You're both into the same thing. Judging each other. Correct. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, being kind of just passive aggressive. Yeah, especially that. about words. Yeah. yeah. And so yes. this, this pedantry is the basis mm-hmm. of a powerful romance. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now that we've done all of this, first of all, please do check the show notes for a link to this book. I hope you will pick up a copy. But that aside, it was important to lay this groundwork of vaguely offensive banter to set up... Vaguely offensive? Laura's topic. Laura's topic. Go ahead. Uh, Come on, sweetie. Yes, oh, that, I, I want to bottle that. 
Oh, the only reason I'm not murdering you right now is because I look really bad in orange. Um, so well, I'm a little angry now. So, so take that anger and explain uh-huh. now use it. why use it. you are doing what you're doing. Man, I, like, I, I legitimately have... have not felt this angry towards a person I know in a long damn time. Okay. Just not looking at you. Um, <laughs> I can explain this to Chad. Excellent. He's slightly less. You explain it to Fear God. He's always there for me. Do I fall somewhere between the two? You're. I'm not angry with you. You're fine. Yeah. Um. Yet. <laughs> so what I am trying to do, I have seen and heard a lot of feedback from people within the gaming community who are part of minority groups. So black folks, people of color, women, gender minorities, LGBTQ plus people who have a really difficult time finding safe spaces to game because people tend to be assholes, Dan. (laughs) It can be really difficult for people who are minorities to find a space where they're comfortable gaming in a group. So what I would like to do and what I've offered to do via my TikTok account is to GM a campaign for folks who are a minority. So I'm looking to run a campaign in 5e, Specifically, I'm looking for six-ish players. We would be streaming the game via Twitch, probably monthly, potentially bi-weekly, depending on people's availability, etc. So if you're interested, please reach out to me and I would love to have a chat. How would you like people to reach out to you? I don't know. Oh, that's uh, you you can find me on TikTok. My tag is at Witchy Phoenix. Okay. Or you can contact me via Fear the Boot. Uh, My Email is Laura at yeah, it is, it is Laura, not Laura. It's spelled properly <laughs> with that XSA with the appropriate A. And I will, I'll probably also throw something up on the forum about it. Sure. So if you're interested, let me know. Okay. I'd- so if you guys check the show notes, I will give links to Laura's TikTok so you can find her there. Mm-hmm. I will note what her email address is. So if you want to email her directly or if you go on the forums, I actually need to change your name. You do, yeah. Because you were one of the very few hosts, maybe the only one. Because I didn't know. Because nobody told me yeah, that I was supposed to have my so name. So I need name. to actually change her forum name or your yeah. forum name to be Laura. Because right now I think it's, it's... It's like one of my... Yeah, it's like From the Ashes. Yeah, that's what I thought it was, is From the Ashes. I think that should be a really interesting stream, too. Because I've heard some horror stories from people who tried to create inclusive games mm-hmm. and have just gone off the deep end to the... Trying to be inclusive yeah. made it offensive. There yeah. was a guy at one of the last Fear of the Cons that was telling us all about a story where he was in a game and he was the only black player mm-hmm. and the GM refused to use the word black magic. Oh, Jesus. He called it African-American magic. <laughs> and not, <laughs> not ironically, not I mean, that's hilarious, but and not honestly, hilarious. Honestly, and that's right part of why that's part stuff. of why I want the entire group to be minority. Right. That's why I don't want cishet white men to be part of the gaming group because we don't have to worry about nonsense like that. It'll also involve a pretty in-depth session zero to make sure that we're all on the same page and that mm-hmm. stupid crap like that doesn't come up. Yeah. But it's really important to me. So yeah. sure. so are you running it on like Roll20 or something? Uh, yeah, it'll be on Roll20. So I'm getting ready to uh, do a game myself that my wife's been playing a lot of online games like mm-hmm. these and she's found a lot of the groups tend to be more dungeon crawl, more combat heavy. Yeah. And so I'm wanting to give her a D&D game that is more story driven because that's kind of what I run and I'm really jonesing to do D&D 
So I've gone through and I've got this all set up on roll 20 and like under the journal area, I have full structures and folders and handouts there of setting stuff, kind of putting it all together. That's awesome. And so now it's about time for me to start reaching out and trying to get players. I don't have any limitations to who I bring in, but... So if you're a cis het white male and you want to play a game, <laughs> go talk to Wayne. Yes. Unless you're a uh, you know, really combat heavy player, because yeah. then you won't enjoy the game at all. So, Wayne, where do you want people to contact you <laughs> for your game? Wayne at feartheboot.com. Wayne at feartheboot.com. Okay, so I'll put a second note in the show notes on a different line that has a note about Wayne's game. So if you're Dan, in... I ain't running shit. <laughs> well, I'm about to start up a West Marches game that I've been talking about for a while. And how do we contact you? Don't. It's, <laughs> unless you're local and a friend or family member of mine, don't. If you're local and a friend or family member of mine, you may reach me anywhere you normally would. And <laughs> we'll see if we can get you added into this West Marches game. But we're being a little bit picky because it does involve children. Well, yeah. one te- now teenager and then sure. one child. Mm. Yeah. So we're... Being a little picky, but don't want to go full Brodor. Yeah, yeah. Except Brodor's actually in it. It's good luck, I mean, sir. Interesting life choice. No, Mike is actually really great with kids. Yeah, yeah. you know he's yeah. he's phenomenal with kids. So there is one thing I'm going to put as sort of an in cap on the prior two announcements because of the fact that I can already see that somebody's going to be douchey and say something or whatever. And I am not saying this because I feel I have some role here, except that of these are my friends. And as the person that I guess is most responsible for the show, I go to bat for my people. Mm -hmm. All right. So all I want to say is, look, Fear the Boot has always been about, we want to help you have good games, but ultimately the way you have a good game is you have fun how you want, where you want, with whom you want, doing what you want. And if you're not hurting random outsiders, it is not our problem. And so please be respectful toward what Laura is asking and toward what Wayne is asking here with their respective games, because once again, this this is not some hill to die on. Please don't. It ain't worth anybody's time. This is how they individually want to game, and that is acceptable. And yeah, if you don't like it, that's fine. Run your game your way, mm-hmm. and I run my games my way. You know, and obviously being a cishet honky, you know, <laughs> <laughs> there's a cishet honky in every game I play. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, whatever, but that's just how it is. And so you run your games your way. Please respect the freedom of other people to do the same thing, but at the same time, never feel like you have to justify or excuse the fact that you are doing it as well, that you Mm -hmm. are gaming the way you want to game. And talk about it on your podcast. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. and so I just want to head that one off now. We may take the piss out of each other because we're friends, but for real, please don't be an asshole about this and just, you know, like I said, if if this isn't for you, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Move on and whatever, so... Chad, you said you had an announcement. Yes, I, I have an announcement. I'll make it real quick, too. Uh, I'm not looking for a game right now or to run a game, so that's good. So, yeah, Mike Brodeur's, Brodeur's podcast, or his whole effort over there at yeah. goinfo.org. 
uh, G-O-I-N-F-O-R.org. No, no hyphen or anything. No R at the end. Go, go G-O-I-N-F-O dot org. Go in. What did I say? You I, threw an R in it. Did I really? Do you want to say that again? Because No, I, let's keep it. Okay. Let's, you know. <laughs> All right. We're not <laughs> editing that. That's yeah. you left in. I mean, you know, I need to learn for, for next time, right? Yeah. Because you're the one who has to edit these. <laughs> <laughs> right. I know. I mean. You know no, what no. I love about that website? GoInfo.org. The fact that that wasn't his idea for a name for it. He had the big long influence foundation dot whatever, oh and Dan bought goinfo.org for him because <laughs> Dan understands nobody's going to type nobody's in influence type foundation dot whatever. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, and it's taken from all three words because the uh, well, go isn't I guess, but yeah. influence foundation became I in. Oh. And that's now what it's known as, and yeah. that's what he uses. GoInfo.org. So, so yeah. GoInfo.org, he has a podcast called Why We Game. He interviews a lot of people around the industries and stuff. He interviewed you, Dan. He really needs to interview you, Wayne. I think you could have a lot to say to him because of your projects, the things you do, and sort of how you impact gaming and role-playing. That aside, for some unknown reason, he interviewed me. He called me a game designer, but I haven't designed a game since 2013. But we talked a lot. I really enjoyed the podcast. I, I really enjoyed being interviewed by him. I think he's a very good interviewer. He'll probably say, oh, thanks. No, I'm not. I suck. No, no, you don't suck. Mike, you're a really good interviewer, and I had a great time with it. We told a lot of stories. Basically, the interview is about how I came to gaming, and we started at kindergarten. Oh, Um, wow. There was some really interesting. Now, we don't go year by year by year, but it's just touch points through my life. It got very interesting, and it actually got a little emotional at some points, too. And then we cap it off with me analyzing my gaming style, how he runs a game, and trying to work him through that. That sounds interesting. Did you go to his place or did he come to yours? I went to his place. So you got to sit in the... I got to sit... The dragon den. (laughs) So Mike was 100% sober through the whole thing. Really? Yes, because he knows I don't uh, partake like that. And so he didn't need to be. I didn't need him to be. But for him, it was like... Just their respect. Yeah, Yeah. respect. Good, good. And then we played some card games, me, him, and his wife. And yeah, it was a great time. Yeah. Really good. Cool. And if you are an industry person, you should reach out to GoInfo.org, whatever their contact stuff is, and talk to Mike and have him interview you. He's really good, and he's knowledgeable about the industry, and yeah, this is an excellent interview. Yeah, I'm just going to have to put a link to the website, because I actually created his email address, but I don't remember if it was Mike at GoInfo <laughs> or Brodor at GoInfo. <laughs> or Illuminati Crusher at GoInfo yeah. or something like that. Yeah, yeah I, I don't have any idea, so... <laughs> I'll just put a link to his website because, mm-hmm. once again, I created his email stuff and I just don't remember what yeah. any of it was. So, topic for today is a reflection back to something we talked about in episode 547. All right. What so, are we on now? I believe 564. But the climb to 600. This was probably nine months ago. Right. <laughs> well, we're over halfway to something that I did as a precaution even though i never thought it would happen which is in the the names of the shows like the actual mp3 files Mm -hmm. to make sure they sort i used leading zeros for each episode so it's like fear the boot underscore episode 32 would be zero running out of zeros no that's it because i put it in the thousands so once we're halfway there now once we actually flip to episode a thousand our naming convention already handles that well technically we can go up to 999 
9,999. You know, I thought about that when I did game notes, but I only added to one leading zero because <laughs> if I end up doing a thousand game notes, <laughs> I I don't know what I'll do, but I'll probably well, break you've done down. a thousand game notes. Yeah. You'll do a thousand and one. Apparently. <laughs> Why quit now? Right. <laughs> you, I mean, it's the same way. I'm making a ton of money right now in IT. <laughs> oh, I thought you were saying I make a ton of money on Fear the Boot. That's the biggest <laughs> lie I've ever heard. No, no, I'm making a ton of money in IT prepping people for the Y5K problem. Because nobody's <laughs> system's got a five-digit date. No. And so, yeah, they're really not ready for that. Mm-hmm. It's not conspiracy theory like Y2K was. Y5, Y10K. This is really mm. coming. Did I say yes. 5K at some point? You did say 5K. Okay. 5K would not be significant. Be. Mm. But why 10K? I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes, that's what we're, we're all going to still be around by then. I will be. <laughs> Humanity be. is totally going to be, be around a brain in a jar. Yeah. No. I, I, I have follow. I follow a strict human view of this. Why are you going to be this? like that? Because brains are awesome. Jars are nice. I don't know. We'll all still be here. We won't have gotten to the topic at that point. Either. <laughs> yeah. I lack empirical evidence of my death or a topic. But... <laughs> <laughs> All right, so in episode 547, what we were talking about is this was at the start of everything getting locked down mm-hmm. for COVID. And at the time, Wayne was running a Dresden game that these people were faking their way through. <laughs> and he knew that he was going to have to stop the game. And so in 547, we talked about Wayne's strategies for spinning the game down and yet preserving it, knowing that one day it was going to come out of the freezer and it was going to be back on the table. All right, so what, what's the situation now? So I did that at the time when uh, everything was go- was up in the air. We didn't know how often we'd be gaming. Two of our players had to leave for the foreseeable future for it. The remaining, we've switched to a bi-weekly game, so every other week. And even that was really iffy. Well, now we're back to much more consistent. We are weekly gaming again. We've wrapped up the masks game. So it's just fantastic. It was amazing. Everyone has been begging me to go back to the Dresden game. And I was nervous. The idea that people are excited about a game that I had run and they want to recapture that feel, that's kind of a lot of stress because I don't know that I can bring it back. Can you bring back Mm -hmm. the feel? Can you bring back the game? But like in that episode, I took a lot of steps to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that. What did you end up actually doing from the advice that we gave on that episode or even not? What things did you come up with yourself to preserve that game and keep it alive in some degree between then and now? Because we're talking, I guess, about nine months, give or take. I, yeah. I don't know exactly, yeah, but something like that. It was about that. nine months. Uh, the big thing was a big, huge document that was... All of the location information, all of the what was important to each of the characters, having conversations with the players for that, putting in all the NPCs. I had another document that was my what's really going on document like you do, Dan, that I didn't share with them. But I shared that document with all the players. So they got to read through it, throw things in. And for some reason, when I was doing this, I got off on a tangent while writing. (laughs) There was one character in the game. Her parents have a food truck, a donut truck called Copcakes. For some... (laughs) And... Wow. They're former former cops. It's it's Cupcakes and Donuts. Yeah, Cupcakes and Donuts. Yep, Copcakes. So from there, 
another food truck had showed up at some point. So as I'm writing these locations down, suddenly, you know, I love my food trucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I went off the deep end. He did. I great. developed like seven food trucks, this crew of the food trucks, the drama, like one truck was opened because the guy had divorced the owner of the other truck and stole all of his recipes. So it's like feuding trucks there. There was a militant vegan truck that was <laughs> doing a online social media war against the sausage truck. And I feel I like start writing all of this. I've, I want to say it was like two pages worth mm-hmm. of just at least yeah food truck background stuff. And I got really excited about it. And I just, I threw it all in there. The vegan food truck is called I Can't Believe It's Not Chorizo. <laughs> it's so awesome. It, I can't believe it's, <laughs> it's not, not chorizo. Yeah. Yep. yep. Huh. And what's great about and the this, sausage truck is called It's Chorizo. No, the sausage no. truck is called uh, Santoro Sausage, which is yep. the name of the city. Uh, yeah. And they have a two pound sausage <laughs> called that we named the Kill Bassa. <laughs> yes. And it's, so, it's amazing. And so they get tons and tons of business because the vegan food truck is doing a campaign to say, you know, meat is murder and look at this food truck and they've got all this meat that are really terrible. Look at their sausages. They're awful. Well, everyone's like, wow, that looks really <laughs> good. look amazing. Yeah. They we do have a lot of them. meat. Let's go. And they called the health department to come out and inspect the truck and it's got an A-plus rating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it actually became more popular because of how clean it is. Yeah. yeah. So all of this was stuff I written into it and uh, yeah, I got really excited about it and then I put it back, put the file away. And I didn't look at it for the entire masks campaign until right near the end. And then that's when I brought the file back out and started. Okay. So what else was on this file other than food trucks? I said it was all of the NPCs, Mm -hmm. all of the story up to that point that the characters knew about all of the locations, just information Mm -hmm. about the game. Think of it like a giant Wikipedia for the game. Friends, families, coworkers. Cause remember in Dresden, you make your characters, but you also make the city. Yeah, like yeah, there's yeah. the whole world. Yeah, and then you make you NPCs and stuff. And from that, your characters and those NPCs, when they kind of collide, more NPCs come out, right? You know, uh, relations and friends and girlfriends and stuff. And so, yeah, th- there's a very large ensemble cast of characters here. Some very important, some just flavor. So someone mentioned in that episode the idea of doing audio recordings or things. That was something I didn't take to heart, but as it turned out, I did. Because one thing I didn't realize was as we were getting ready to come back to the game, my three players listened to all of my Game Notes episodes where I was planning this when I was actually running the game earlier on when Game Mm. Notes first started, where I was planning the game, Mm -hmm. planning the sessions, talking about the sessions, sharing my weekly... Paranet Gazette paper. Mm-hmm. He did Game Notes episodes where he's like, you know, last week we did this and I'm going to try this thing in the game today. I'm not sure it's going to work. Maybe it will. I'm a little nervous about it, but we'll see how it works. Small pause. Okay, so I'm back now and I just ran the game and that was went off like a firecracker. It was great. That was really yep. cool. Yeah. When I was recording it, I would record on Wednesday as I prepared mm-hmm. and then I would record on Saturday after the game. So you would get that. Here's what I'm thinking leading up to it. And then right after the game, my post notes on how it worked. And these are 10, 15 minute episodes that I think Laura was listening to. Yeah. And then Dawn was listening to them as well. 
And then those two start talking about, you know, yeah. it's like, oh, I'm really yeah, talking I brought, about I brought it up in yeah. one of our, in one of our, like, after one of our mask sessions when we were chatting and was like, oh my God, I've been listening to these mm-hmm. Game Notes episodes and there's all this stuff that, like, all these things about Dresden that I'd forgotten and I'm so excited now. When can we go back and play this? So yeah. I started listening to them because I was like, well, I want to try to remember some stuff. Maybe mm-hmm. there's some holes, you know, things I forgot. But it was more than that. It was like, wow, this is getting me fired yes. up about the yeah. game. So, yeah, those those were really good. That was something I didn't plan. It just kind of happened. But it goes back to that. If you've got audio recordings of the game that you mm-hmm. could play yeah. mm-hmm. or something like that, that seems to work. I mm-hmm. mean, it really pumped them up before the session. So let me ask about one or two items that are mentioned in the show notes for that episode. And then we're going to get to the big one. But the one I'm going to start with is one of the things we talked about was finding game-related activities you can do in the meantime. Other than writing this prose, did you have anything that you guys did to keep that game even somewhat alive? We didn't, and I tried not to because we had another game going. Gotcha. And there was already crosstalk about that game again. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I didn't want to poison the masks game because I was yeah. really enjoying running. Gotcha. Yeah. And that's why I intentionally didn't do that because I was afraid. You know how the new shiny is. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I was afraid of the old shiny killing the new shiny. Yeah. Well, and when we dropped or, or paused the Dresden game, Wayne had asked us, hey, well, tell us about different characters what is important to you what's important to your character that sort of thing and i i did a write-up on it which was really good for me and i noticed that dawn wasn't now dawn is the person who she made resource documents for wayne before the game started on all the characters and stuff i would be bullied to put money that she has these characters created in a sims house absolutely (laughs) when she gets into a game she does a lot of work She, she makes a lot of stuff and i noticed that she wasn't doing that she mm-hmm. she wasn't mm-hmm. writing anything to wayne's question about you know what's important to you and so i was kind of like prompted hey maybe you should do this oh hey why don't you do this and blah blah and then i asked her after a while i'm like so why didn't you doing that and she she told me she loved the game so much the fact that we paused it while understandable and acceptable made her sad yeah and so writing about it just didn't feel good to her, so she didn't do it. I didn't do it either, and to be fair, I usually don't do my assigned homework for games. <laughs> That's um, true, she doesn't. I really don't, but because most of my work is mental, there's a lot of thought that goes into it, and coming back to the session this past week, I was able to give Wayne, hey, I have this bit of information for you, and here's what my character has been doing, and here's the direction that I want to take her, because I've been thinking about it, but... I do documentation for a living. I'm not going to sit down and write stuff out. It's just not going to happen. And I guess that that's one of the the questions I have to put to the table here is we kind of did some of this stuff and and then Wayne did a lot of stuff. And like you, like you said, you, you, you went on a real tear about the food trucks, which was great because, because that's flavor, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Dawn's character has a mother and a father who have a food truck and it's this, and that was it. But Wayne added all this other flavor to it, and it it really helped shape and and color the world, and it was really good. But what do you do if you're a game master and you're in this situation, and your players just really aren't into that? They're not in. They're not gonna write 
stories, you know, to keep it going. They're not going to you ask them, well, what's your list of favorite NPCs and blah, blah, blah. And they're not really going to type all that out. I guess the question is, what do you do if the game gets put on pause for an extended time? You know, you're coming back. But Dawn, Laura and I. What do you do with Laura? (laughs) Well, we have a huge amount of buy in, right? Yeah. We are very pumped about it. That is not necessarily the norm for every game and every gaming group, right? So one thing I did, and we'll get into what the session was, I think, when Dan has some of the other questions. But one of the things I did was I made a supermarket of NPCs. I made the game you were coming back to one where there was a huge gathering of people. So I could make NPCs make cameos. Mm. And then I watched to see what NPCs are you interacting with and which ones are you blowing off? Because you, if you didn't tell me which ones you cared about, I'm going to parade them out in front of you and see which ones you care about now. And that's one of the things I thought about going in. How can I set something up where I just bring in naturally all of these NPCs that would not normally be socializing together and just see how you interact with them? So, Wayne, the it doesn't surprise me that you didn't use everything that we talked about. Because of the fact that that's really the intended structure of the shows we do anyway. Yeah, throw out a huge toolbox. Throw out a huge toolbox, Mm -hmm. right. Yeah, I was actually, the metaphor that came to my mind for this is perhaps a bit too literal, but I just had to clean out the drain in my shower. You know, fairly normal home maintenance activity requires on my shower, two pairs of pliers and one screwdriver. Hmm. All right, that's what the task requires. I couldn't remember off the top of my head exactly what the guts of the thing looked like and so which size or type of screwdriver I needed. So I just went downstairs and rather than grab my toolbox like I probably should have, I just dug around in there and got about maybe half a dozen different items, brought them upstairs, and the whole thing worked. And I did not use the full half dozen items. It required three <laughs> of them. And once again, that's kind of how we design our shows anyway. So the fact that you didn't use everything in there doesn't surprise me. But there is one thing that we talked about near the end of that episode that you had to have used because we kind of created a fully inclusive either or. (laughs) And the either or was, do you choose to pick up the game right where it left off? Or do you choose to pick it up at a different point in time, most likely in the future? So how did you start this game? All right. So So I bounced around the idea in my own head of which do I want to do? And what I came up with is the players haven't just finished that last session. That's not fresh to them. So I did a time skip and I did a real world time skip. The real world issue was a pandemic. So in the world, a pandemic happened. What happened differently is in the world, very organized rollout. A vaccine was very safely developed and rolled out and the virus was completely wiped out because it's a fantasy world Ah, (laughs) okay wait can i give you congratulations for not taking the cheap plot shot there of the okay you're looking at me funny i hope you didn't do this the virus is some vampire plot or not at all yeah no not at all normal pandemic yeah Yeah. so normal pandemic but because there was a... I thank you. I appreciate that because I'm so much urban fantasy. Nothing could just happen. Right. Yeah. No, this was a mundane world that happened. Most of the supernatural couldn't catch it because the nature of the of wizards, they don't get human viruses. Mm-hmm. They don't get sick because they have a different immune system. But they can't tell people that. Yeah. So when orders come down to lock down the city, they they're all stuck. Lock down the city. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. the same for the bad guys. 
their plots got pushed on hold for nine months. And the way I set this up, at first I was debating about, do I want to come back with a one shot and have everyone play just different characters to get back into the world? And the more I thought about it, everyone was really excited because of their characters. It wasn't the big plot because they didn't get far enough into the plot before we had to put it on hold for it to even have really taken off. They were excited about their characters. So if I gave them NPCs, I wasn't giving them what they really wanted. So instead, what I did was I took all of this food truck stuff I was excited about, and I created a scenario of the city has just finally opened back up. The brand new food truck garden is opening for the first time because they built it right before the pandemic and they couldn't open it during the pandemic. Mm. So the food trucks who Dawn's character's parents are there. I put Dawn. <laughs> I I start Dawn off in a big giant donut costume with a cop hat and a uh, <laughs> and her character is a cop. Yeah, yeah. Is holding a, a sign that says Second. "Don't resist." <laughs> wow. And immediately her father walks up to her and asks her, so how'd your mom talk you into this one? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I didn't lead up to it. I just put her in the situation. And the same thing, Laura has a hideous van that got painted by Chad's character's sister that, uh, what did I end up calling it? The boom boom machine. The boom boom (laughs) machine, because it's an okay boomer. And Man. Okay Boomer is the coffee shop where right, yeah. right. Yeah. So yeah, she has her. so she has to show up at this food truck garden opening. Right. And everyone in the city has been so locked in for so long. This is the first social outing that's there. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so all of these NPCs that I want to parade in front of them, they have a reason to be there. Yeah. So let me pause here and note something you did that's pretty cool. So I like the fact that you didn't just do the time jump. You came up with a reason why the time jump occurred and was necessary for everyone. And I yeah. I don't think you necessarily... Everyone, including the bad guys. Yeah. 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 But I think you could come up with different reasons than a pandemic. Yeah. But the fact that you chose to at least have something... Now, you did use the pandemic. Right. But if someone's in it's a game... Kind of on our mind. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, but, sure. But if let's say someone's playing a game where that's not really going to fit within the world yeah. all that well or whatever, I mean, you can still find these excuses where, I don't know, some side catastrophe mm-hmm. oh, pops up or, yeah. I don't know, your world has magic that comes, that waxes and yeah. wanes. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. it goes through a period of where it's kind of receding and so you can't do anything or something else. I don't know. Yeah. But if you're creative, it seems like... You could come up with a reason for why this happened that isn't just, well, you got your asses kicked and had to go lick your wounds, which, I mean, that works or, if nothing yeah. else is available. Yeah, or just hand wave it. Yeah, you who know? cares? Yeah, and I have done time jumps before where, I mean, that, that's kind of the go-to is to just hand wave it. Just say, okay, now it's it's three months later. Yeah. Well, well why? What did we do in those three Yeah, months? well, because it's participatory, right? Yeah. So if I go see a movie... I want them to keep it internally consistent because I'm consuming it. Mm -hmm. But if I'm playing a game and it's like, well, we need to explain why a year passed and we're not coming up with anything. Truth be told, I don't think I'd care either. I just want to play the game. Like, could if just Mm -hmm. give me some starting moment and I will never ask why all of this had to Mm -hmm. wait for Mm -hmm. so long. Yeah. And what I did with that, because I've done jumps before, but usually when I've done a jump before, it's between story arcs Mm -hmm. where i've come to an ending and that didn't happen this time 
I like the idea of this is bringing everyone back together for the first time. Yeah. You, they haven't seen some of these NPCs in a while. Maybe they've grown apart from them. So if they're not interested in, the, in them anymore, it's not just a case of, well, they don't care about the character anymore. Oh, maybe they've just grown apart because they haven't seen this person in nine months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I used all of that excitement I had riding the food trucks. All of that drama came out. It did. It was Because so the great. characters had not interacted with any of the other food trucks. They'd seen them. Yeah. So I found a way to work in every piece of drama that I had written in. <laughs> all was happening around them. And they were getting caught up in the drama of the food trucks. I think you should have had somebody outside the cop cakes truck enforcing a single file line so they could call it the thin food line. Ah. <laughs> I don't think you're going far enough with these funds. <laughs> Chad, <laughs> where uh, have you been? <laughs> uh, I came up with Kill Bossa. Thank you very okay. much. Okay. <laughs> That's, I, I expect that of you. <laughs> but I expect more oh. of you. Oh, you haven't gotten to the rest <laughs> of the puns. Because Chad and I were poking fun at each other at one point. Mm. I described that there's a stage and there's a band getting ready to play. <laughs> oh, so Chad God. asks me, what's the band's name? Yeah. No, I, didn't, I, pull, I do a Chad. I was like, he's mid-sentence. I'm like, what's a band's name, Wayne? And I just stare at <laughs> yeah. him. I look back. Well, you tell me, Chad. <laughs> oh, look at yeah. that. Look at that. And he replies back, that would break my immersion. <laughs> so I reply back with Santa Rio. Yeah. They are a hardcore death metal band okay. dressed as Santa Claus. So- Santa Rio. Right. So I want you to know that what this sounds like to me is if I and a dolphin got in a fight and the dolphin pulls out a gun and I rammed him with my nose. <laughs> That's yes. what that exchange kind of sounds like. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So we ended up having a band that is a death metal band. And then as, after I say it, describe them. And I, I don't normally sing. I sung a little bit of death metal mm-hmm. Christmas songs. <laughs> We started describing more things about the costume. Like, instead of the uh, white fluff balls, they have, like, a morning stars mm-hmm. on them. And their hat. Yeah, when they headbang, they just swing yep. the morning star in the, into the Santa hat. The drummer's around. an accountant who yeah, just they, really is only there for, you know, yep. his art, his artistry yeah. and doesn't and actually want to do it. Thing, we know? set up that the they didn't get to play during December. And the city didn't get to have their Christmas. So it became Christmas in January was the theme of the food truck garden opening. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And then the next... Except Christmas is, the, you know, the last part of the Christmas season actually is in January. It's January 6th. I yeah. mean, it depends on who you ask. <laughs> no, right. But the, the last, so the, the Christmas Damn. holidays, we, we know. Santa-based death metal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're missing the good well, part just, here. The band for the next week is the Easter Bunnies. 30-something-year-old men dressed as Playboy Bunnies in the full gear with hairy legs, and when someone asked, why don't you shave your legs, their answer was, because bunnies have hair. Right. Yeah. And they're synthwave. Yeah, yes. they're synthwave. And they have a rivalry with Santa Rio. Really? Okay. Yeah. And this got me wanting to sit down like I did with the food trucks and write out the I local just, Oh, yeah, there's going to be a whole music oh, yeah, I'm making Christmas great. puns and rabbit puns. I've been there. The reason I need to emphasize <laughs> the fact that the Christmas holidays end in January is no one has ever asked me to make an epiphany pun. <laughs> and so, or any Eastern Orthodox pun at all. And so I really feel like I need to do that. There are two uh, taco trucks and one of them is called Let's Taco About It. Mm-hmm. You know, all right. So there's something else I'm hearing here as I'm listening to this. <laughs> A lot of puns. There's so no, no. Puns. Well, yes, <laughs> I am. Yes, that is correct. I well, am hearing And that. the game as a whole doesn't have that comedy no, aspect. No, it doesn't. When I look at the food trucks, here in St. Louis, 
most of them have pun names. Yeah. So, okay. Wayne, the worst thing you can do, or one of the worst things you can do in any storytelling is you go for the big setup, the big reveal, the big in your face moment, right? Mm-hmm. The, one of the climaxes of the story and you fumble and fall all over it. You chose to lead with things that are fun, but I'm going to throw in what yeah. I think is even more important adjective. They're interesting, but they are banal. Yes. Yes. And mm-hmm. oh, and then I ended the session on a cliffhanger and that if, is the opposite of that. And mm-hmm. if the food truck rally, it's low expectation. It can be really silly. It yep. gets people back into the scene and the characters and it, the NPCs and their own characters. High engagement. Mm-hmm. Yes, because yeah. the the yeah. plot of the story, not the food truck, the plot of the game is a woman who was loved by everyone who ran an orphanage for paranormal kids who took in people who had problems in the paranormal community was murdered. Mm-hmm. That is not safe engagement after nine months coming back into that. Right. That's like, yeah. I do not want to fuck that up. Right. Yeah. Cop cakes. Oh, I'm all over <laughs> it up. Cop cakes. Well, yeah, so I want us to kill bosses. So. If Wayne had led with that, right. I'm not in this right, game. Right, I'm yeah. just picturing this. If Wayne had led with that. So where I'm picturing this going this she is murdered who yeah <laughs> yeah and, okay i guess we need to ask our contacts didn't somebody have a cop and then don's like i'm playing a cop <laughs> oh <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah. okay so yeah i didn't intend to hit that part of the storyline at all yeah but the players engaged on it and they yeah. went after something mm-hmm. so i did add in a scene dealing specifically with that storyline because the players after the fun had kind of uh, calmed down mm-hmm. and that was done. They wanted to go out and get back on that trail. Yeah. yeah. At that point, the players want it. So I'm mm-hmm. giving yeah. them that. And then like I said, when I ended it, that was when I went with my a mm. cliffhanger knife to the back kind of. Uh, yeah. That was a, a gut punch that yep. you did. That was neat. So yeah. to draw the picture for you, because we kind of keep teasing in the episode, like you said, food truck rally, safe engagement, Fun, yeah. banal. Rediscover great. your character, yeah. rediscover your NPCs, mm-hmm. yep. rediscover each other's characters. And if it's silly, if it's cheesy, even if it's totally horrible, who cares? So yeah. there's there's a mystery, right? Because there's all this drama between all the food truck owners and stuff. Yeah. And there's a mystery. And one of our characters is a police detective, Dawn's character. My character's an EMT. Your character's a barista, but she's a badass vampire barista. And we're like... You know, the Scooby-Doo gang, we stick our noses in stuff and we solve mysteries and, and we dig stuff up. And so we're engaging in this sort of silly but pretty fun food truck thing. And there's there's a mystery going on. And like Wayne said, we got to a point where we as players were like, OK, we've had our fun. Now we want something a little bit of meat. We, mm-hmm. we want something a let's little... Let's dig into it a yeah, little bit. Yeah, let's kind like of dig... two pounds of it. Like two pounds of the kielbasa. Don and Don's character and my character yep. both got the kielbasa. Yeah, my character it's did delightful. not. It's very sad. So anyway, we, we started following <laughs> leads, right, to the, the major plot. And we sort of cast off... I don't want to say we yeah. totally ignored it, but we just kind of like, okay, well... The, I mean, the, we kind of did. We kind of yeah. did. The, the mystery of... What was going on at the food truck yeah. rally? More important things happen. They discovered that the brake lines of Santoro sausage had been cut. Mm-hmm. And they discovered who did it, but they discovered it through paranormal means that wouldn't hold up in court. 
Yeah. So they couldn't call the police. So like, <laughs> essentially, it. it was a, hey, somebody's out to get you. Be we're, careful. We're going to keep an eye on this. We're, we're going to warn the person. It. We got the, yeah. the truck repaired. Then we're going to Band-Aid this plot, and we're going to deal with the real stuff. So stuff happens, stuff happens, stuff happens. It was a great, fun game. Post, you know, the stuff happening, we're game starting to wind down, and we're at, okay, Boomer, and we're kind of talking about stuff. My character, his thing is he sees dead people. Dead people seek him out. Ghosts and stuff seek him out. And they ask him to do stuff for them, like, tell my wife I love her. Okay, I went and did that. I told your wife that you love her. She's like, okay, great. Now I can move on. The insurance right. papers are in this it's, safe. Yep. And here's exactly. the combination. And, exactly. and that's what that's that's my character's thing, right? So we're saying it in okay, Boomer. And somebody walks in, and Wayne describes, and he says, the guy from the food truck, whose name I, I don't remember. Joe. Joe, yeah. Joe from the food truck comes in and he says, hi. And I say, well, my character turns around. It's like, hey, Joe, how's it going? And then he stops and he looks at the other two and he says, Kurt stops, turns around and says hi. And there's no one there. And the guy walks through a table and Kurt suddenly says, oh, no, <laughs> takes out his notebook and starts writing because he, he has a notebook where when the dead make requests to help. He writes it down so he doesn't forget. We know about the notebook. We see him take the notebook out. We know what the notebook means, but we don't see. We can't see who he's talking to. Yep. And, and then we I, just know that somebody's died. Yep. And then Joe looks him in the eye and says, "Need you to do me a favor. Need you to solve my murder." Yep. End game. Yep. And that and, was my cliffhanger. And it's ugh. like you. That's not a cliffhanger. That's like that's like a that's, sad hanger because yeah, that's, yeah. it's it's so great. It's so great. It the was, contrast was, awesome. was so great because it's this fun. Yeah. interesting thing well, and we had just and talked to him so it was like oh he's coming in to chat with us this is awesome he's yeah. talking about joe and like no no he died because we because didn't do we our didn't... goddamn job yep that's why he's dead that's and dawn's character dead. was like oh my god i'm a cop mm-hmm. i should have done something yeah so, oh it was great it was wonderful and it's that contrast which is i think that's really the advice here too of what you pointed out dan lead with the banal lead with the fun like you said the supermarket of npcs you can Mm -hmm. kind of get a feel put a little bit of plot in there to kind of see what they bite on see what they go let the players decide that okay we're done with the fun stuff let's roll into the quote real game but then do the old switcheroo on him at the end. Yeah, well, and see, and that's something I think Wayne did himself a favor on was how he chose to end it mm-hmm. because he did draw it back to a more serious, deeper plot. Right. But he did it after he had, first of all, gotten you guys kind of back into the flow, gotten himself back in the flow because Wayne's got as much or yep. more rediscovery yeah. to do mm-hmm. than the players do. So... You know, you, Wayne, got the people back involved in that. You got your own feedback into it. I got to get my head back around all my NPCs. But that Mm -hmm. was something else you did was you only set out, it seems, to accomplish one thing in that game, which you accomplished, which is getting the game moving again. Yeah, that was my entire goal. You did not write out for that game. Here's the plot of how they investigate that, and here's the clues they might find, and here's who did it, and here's why, and da-da-da-da-da, and here's the people that might be trying to stop them, and all these great things that can make a wonderful plot later, but this is a terrible time to commit to it mm-hmm. because you don't know what it's going to be like once you get back into the flow. Is it the same? Is it different? Is it the same, but it's not how you remembered it? 
you know, are the people latching onto this versus that? Yeah, what do the players care about? There's they all these. And so you left yourself of here is something to note to them, to signal to them. We're going back to deeper and more powerful emotional themes, but you did not commit yourself to anything in terms of the details of that. So they yep. could end the game any way they wanted. And, you know, it's just a little hook. It's just a yeah. little, it's a little tease. It's, there's I nothing love there. cliffhangers. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, whether they're appreciated in every game or not, <laughs> I, think, I think in this particular game, it was a, they were you know, great. I think it was a yeah. smart move yeah. because yeah. you could, signal the turn back to more serious things the fun and all not of the, that was baiting yourself. the hook and putting the hook out there and that last scene was setting the hook yep and at that point i knew i had them back into the game mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when i saw the looks oh my god the expressions that were aimed at me mm-hmm. when they realized that yeah. joe was dead yeah you guys yeah. can just bridge some campaigns here though because do you know why joe died he's too good for this world that's right yeah he read wicked river he read, he read Wicked River while driving. Yeah. And, and then, <laughs> that was that. Well, it's interesting to hear how this all played out. I think that's something that we need to do with more of our episodes is when we say, oh, we got this going on. We need to be sure we revisit them. So, Wayne, I appreciate you coming back to us with your book report on how your summer went. Oh, Chad gets all the credit for this because they're talking positive things about me, and that makes me really uncomfortable. <laughs> well, so I would have never uh-huh. suggested it. So, all right, so there's something because else. Because you are really wonderful. You are. This is not a commitment from me. I've got enough commitments I'm failing at right now. <laughs> so, But this is just a random thing I was wondering, is you were talking about how Dawn plays these Sims games with the characters from yeah, your mm-hmm. guys' games. Mm-hmm. Much the if same the game way. is a winner. Yes. Okay. Okay. She doesn't do every game, but much the same way that I do games like XCOM with people I know. I more recently did RimWorld with people. Mm -hmm. I, in fact, it was the podcast host. It was the four of us (laughs) are at the table right now, plus Brodor, and well, I threw my girlfriend in Mm -hmm. for just a another person. But you know, I base things off of real people. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not doing that with Phoenix Point. Maybe I should be because actually, turns out Phoenix Point's better than I thought it would be. I still think XCOM's better, but Fingers Point is a good game. But I've got a question now, and I'm going to throw this out to the audience and see who out there can help me, or Don can, I don't know. <laughs> is it possible to make a knoll, not a werewolf, I don't want a werewolf, sure. I want a knoll, in Sims? And if so, I'm thinking maybe I should start using the Fear the Boot Twitch stream to stream some Sims games that are just like this hodgepodge of like, I don't know, maybe we need to let the Patreon people vote on or something. This hodgepodge of characters from various games, but we need to start with the odd couple household. Oh my God. I want a buddy cop mystery with Gnarl and Casey. <laughs> well, that, nice. we, well, I'm thinking it's gotta be. And when one of your characters has to be in there somewhere. So it's going to be like, maybe like Gnarl and Sir William, maybe I'll throw in like Casey. I can throw in, I, I don't know, but I the first thing I got to figure out is how do I do knolls mm-hmm. in The Sims, and I don't want it just to be like a regular dude who looks like a knoll. I don't want the this, modding community is large. I say this guy robust. should be yes. not going to work. Whatever, <laughs> he should be like the most useless but <laughs> violent thing that the game can create. And I don't know what's even possible. I've never played The Sims. I just know it's possible to kill people by selling the ladder from the pool. <laughs> And that's about, or by selling doors, but that's really about all I know is weird ways to murder people. 
and which, which I, would be great for Gnarl. Which would be great for Gnarl, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I really thought that was going to be a high feature of the Sim Jurassic Park mm-hmm. game that came out, but it really wasn't. I bought it, but I never played it. It's not as much fun as it sounds. It should be like this awesome and hilarious tycoon game where either A, you just go gonzo, or B, you do what I was working toward. Just you have one dinosaur in the middle of the island surrounded by the Korean DMZ. And so there is going to be no accident or catastrophe here because our island has guns and <laughs> support weapons and helicopter patrols. And I just love the facial expression you got from Laura when you're describing selling doors and uh, ladders <laughs> because this is a thing in the game. It is. Yeah, I'm not making <laughs> when they're up. in the pool, you sell the ladder and they don't have a way to get out. So they will swim until they exhaust and or starve and they will die. You put them in a room and then sell the door and there's no way out of the room. And they will starve. Yeah. That is a thing what kind in the of game. Horrible people are you? I don't play the game. <laughs> I mainly Obviously. directed it. I'm just <laughs> describing it. Yeah. I'm like uh-huh. an encyclopedia of information. That's the thing. Neither one of us play the game. Yeah. <laughs> people who play the game do this and put videos on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> and then we find out about it. I've never actually yeah. done this. Look, when I put people Sociopaths. I know, when I put people I know into games like, XCOM or games like RimWorld, I'm not looking to make them flounder and fail. I want them to survive and to do well and whatever. But yeah, for Sims, it just seems like there needs to be more chaos in the game. (laughs) That's the problem is XCOM has plenty of death and chaos. RimWorld has more chaos than death, but plenty of death too. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I, I just feel like Sims needs an accurate representation of Gnarl in it. And from there, I could branch out and build so many scenarios. Gnarl fails to run a mega corporation. Gnarl fails to run an orphanage. Gnarl fails to run a simple household. And oh, no. yeah, we can do a smorgasbord of these major characters from games we played. Have like Fat Tony, Gnarl, Sir William, whatever. There is a whole community of Sims players who are now going to reach out to you. You are Please going do. To, Please you are do. going to have your eyes open yeah. to well, it's, things <laughs> that you didn't even know existed. It's this, mm-hmm. or I'm going to do a run of the Oregon Trail on Twitch, <laughs> and Gnarl is going to be the banker who sets up this expedition. And I don't know who would be in it, but people are going to die of cholera. Yeah. yeah. Or dysentery. Or dysentery, yeah. And you can legit. play that for free. So... Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you, Wayne, for bringing the follow-up on this game. Once again, check the show notes for a link to the book by, well, collated by Jason Mm -hmm. Brick. It's actually by a whole lot of people. It's a collection of short fiction anthology, once again, worth a thousand words. Link to that in the show notes. A link to how to contact Laura if you're interested in her game for marginalized individuals or marginalized groups. Or look for the contact info for Wayne. If you're interested for a high RP game of D&D, high RP, low combat game of D&D, and you can check the show notes and also find Chad's name at the bottom under the <laughs> list of hosts. And the info for Brodor's. Oh, yes. And the info for Brodor's goinfo.org website. Yeah. Where he interviewed that. me, so I guess I do have a link. Yeah, okay. You do. So, yeah, you can find more information on Chad over at goinfo.org. <laughs> for an hour and a half. And fair warning, this is Brodor's thing. You know, we don't, we actually did not. I'm just saying, I don't it know what's in crazy. all of those episodes. Oh, oh, oh yeah, no. Maybe it, nothing. Maybe it's super whatever. I don't know. I'm just saying, 
I helped him from a technical and creative <laughs> standpoint to get the ball rolling. If this turned into the boulder from Indiana Jones, this is not my fault. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All I did That's was fair. equip Brodor and set him loose. So yeah, my episode where he interviewed me, it was not a Brodorian. Yeah. You know, same. Uh, the one I did with him was not yeah. negative episode territory. Nice it was word. Thank you. Bacchanal. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm impressed. Thank you guys for tuning in. <laughs> Check the show notes for all that mess. Have a great week. Great games. And we will catch you all next time. Yeah. This has been a production of Fear the Boot, copyright 2021. Listeners are free to use this episode in a non-commercial endeavor, so long as credit is provided to feartheboot.com. You can find previous episodes and other resources at feartheboot.com. If you wish to support this show and its related endeavors, you can do so at patreon.com slash feartheboot.